0: Peter apparently has the memory of uh, Guy Pierce from Memento, Goldfish. and the, the, every time it's come up, he then goes, "Hey, have I ever told you that <laughs> um, that I don't think that he should have been playing basketball? It would have worked much better at soccer." Uh, that's. <laughs> And he honestly, it wasn't a bit until now, I don't think. He did not realize we kept having that conversation and putting it on the podcast.
1: Uh, Aaron, maybe I'm operating on the really fair assumption that we have no recurring listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do we stop talking about Airbud? Uh By starting a Budcast <laughs> that I can, I can I can let some steam off on. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to ask this again, Peter. Have you ever seen Air bud? Not a one. Okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> nope. I don't know. I don't know how this happened on our show. It's it's like one of those movies, like Citizen Kane, where you you, you haven't seen you Air bud, but you've it. seen Air bud. You Yeah. You can't escape it. I, I think I know exactly what the beats of the movie are. Yeah. like Yeah, I assume it
0: ends just like Citizen Kane with um, the dog on his deathbed, and then it <laughs> drops a chew toy and says, squeaky.
1: <laughs> we can only assume because no one he has watched podcast it. Has seen it. Uh, thank God. I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. Bridget Taylor. And we love to watch... Ain't Nowhere in the Rulebook says that we can't love to watch... Hey guys! Holy
0: shit, guys! We are back to do Airbud for our one-year anniversary. The prophecy has come. The
1: Budcast. (laughs) The Budcast is here. The Budcast. We are rebranding today. We're (laughs) exclusively covering Airbud films. The
2: Airbud cinematic universe.
1: Yes, there's several sequels as well in the Buddies franchise that we'll get to. Don't worry. Oh yeah yep this is this is the first this is the first uh, week of April we are doing
0: uh what's our what's the name of our April theme month uh Peter it is a uh, apocalypse apocalypse <laughs> 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 I wanted to let Peter he was so proud of that and he deservedly so in. he should it's be proud of, of that. Yeah, so that is our theme month for April. We kept it hidden because, guys, we did not want to spoil the Airbud surprise—a joke that I've explained to people outside of this podcast, only to be met with constant blank stares because you can't, you can't really explain
1: what's going on here. You can't explain the this is, magic. Yeah, this is one of those things that's funny, uh, not in context or out of context. Exactly. Yeah, so you, the listener,
0: uh, at the beginning of this episode, you heard a clip that kind of led to the three of us being on this episode. Uh, So we're not going to recap why. The journey. How, yeah, how we ended up budding here today. Um but we're here and we're ready to talk about <laughs> yeah. everybody. Uh, we almost weren't going to do a game uh, just because there's so much to get into in this movie. Way more than some of our other movies like The Thing and other important movies that we've done. So, But but Peter had a had a great one. We're going to get into it. Bridget, we're not going to make you do three things about yourself again. But if you want to just introduce yourself to our listeners that may not uh, have heard our HowSoo episode, uh, just so they get a chance to get to know you.
2: So so I'm the, the lone East Coaster tonight. I live in Vermont. Um, I do not have any dogs and no, no animals in my house are named Bud. Uh, but I do have <laughs> cats and a daughter. And um, I love to talk about movies.
1: That was actually going to be one of my questions for the group is uh, what's your doggo sitch? But I'll uh, we'll yeah. get into that later. Uh, Peter, what game do you have for us today? Uh, just a simple trivia game because I realized this may be our only opportunity to do uh, an airbud movie unless I, don't, re- I don't I don't think so that doesn't sound <laughs> like us at all <laughs> unless we rebrand as the Budcast, uh, been- which is possible it's it, we're one year in like we're, consumer we're demand older, you know a little wiser our podcast is growing hair in weird places
0: we have we haven't announced what the other uh three episodes we're doing for the apocalypse uh, month are. By the end of this episode, we could decide to just do the next three entries in the Airbud series, there
1: you go. <laughs> which I'll get to. So this is just simple five questions uh, on the Airbud series, uh, and the five, the last one will be a tiebreaker dash uh, a uh, tie creator, and uh, yeah. So uh, who wants to go first?
2: Okay, last time the quiz was Hausu, I'm going second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a ridiculous quiz.
2: That was insane.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll go first.
2: Number one. How many
1: films did Buddy, Buddy the Dog, portray Airbud in? So do you mean do you mean the star? The star. The star. The dog. Yes. Okay,
0: but like not because I don't know if, if if Buddy made it through the entire series. So is it
1: like so played is, by the he same in A1, dog. B two three C uh, D four. So it's between one and four. How many films okay. do you think he portrayed Airbud in? I think probably three. Uh, one buddy died right after this, after this one, and right before Golden Receiver came out. They That's why they needed to get him to play to him. different sports. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like uh, so, he's Buddy the dog was was quickly replaced, um, and then by the the buddies films, there were twenty dogs in some of the movies because they were so using much Yeah, and like they were doing tricks.
2: So. There was that whole yeah. movie where they killed basically half the puppy cast
1: yeah yeah i didn't put Those a trivia question times. on this because
2: it was i was hoping that you know, it wasn't coming yeah
1: yeah i i skipped the snow buddies controversy but i'm glad we could at least touch on uh, how fucking horrifying that story was pretty much um but yeah so, you guys uh, did way
0: yeah. more research. Like, you don't need research
1: <laughs> on a movie like
0: uh, this, guys. Just let it wash over you. Br-
1: Bridget knew she was coming on the Budcast, apparently. I know, right? Had yeah. um,
2: kind an of obligation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or she didn't do any research, and she's like me, where animal cruelty is just, like, burned into your brain. Um... <laughs> Question number two. So Aaron was wrong on that one. Question number two: How many Airbud films were in theaters? Uh, same answers last time: one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four. Um, one, between one and four. How many films were Airbud say... were actually in theaters?
2: It might be one again, but I'm going to go with two.
1: That's correct. Uh, number two, uh, Golden Receiver bombed, so the rest went DTV.
0: Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like a hint to stop making them. (laughs) They're like, let's (laughs) just get these to people through a new avenue.
2: Directly to the children with no taste
0: yeah yeah, (laughs) no taste and they
2: bother trying to push it through these parents who might actually be looking for a plot
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly well which of these is uh question number three to Aaron? which of these is not a real airbud film number one treasure buddies number two space buddies number three camping buddies and number four super buddies i mean they definitely shot that
0: fucking dog into space so Uh... (laughs) put the leprechaun in space yeah, I mean, everyone goes to space. Jason. Um, I don't think they, you know, they probably had superpowers. They're trying to try. Like, camping seems super boring. So I'm going to go camping buddies.
1: That is that is a great, that's great uh, uh, thinking because I put camping buddies in it because I thought it was so funny that they went straight from like, this dog plays this sport. Uh,
2: <laughs> to wacky um, hijinks in space. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, to space and superheroes and shit. And they were like, they just couldn't help themselves. Could not help themselves. Well, here's the thing. If the Buddy series has a thematic connection,
0: it's dogs doing things that dogs normally don't do. You can take a dog camping. That's not not out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah, That's fair. Okay. So we are currently tied up. It is one to one. Uh, Question number four for Bridget. Which of these sports did Buddy not play in the first four films? And note I say first four films because I've, not watching all the buddies movies to see (laughs) what sports they play, like in the opening scenes. Which which of these sports does Buddy not play in the first four films? Okay. A, soccer, B, volleyball, C, rugby,
2: and D, baseball. I'm going to say C, rugby. True. Yeah. Um, Rugby is is too weird and European for a Disney franchise.
1: (laughs) I thought volleyball felt like kind of an outlier there. Um, the volleyball is a very '90s sport to me for some reason. When did he um, play soccer? Because that's what you've been
0: looking for this whole time, Peter.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it, but okay. after seeing this film, I'm—I'll get to it. But after seeing this film, I'm a little bit more convinced that a dog can play basketball. Okay, I believe. You know, okay. you know, Superman. The tagline was, you, "You'll believe a man can fly." I believe that a dog can play basketball. Yeah, you'll believe a dog can slam. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm still in belief that most of what Buddy does would be considered traveling or just frankly illegal to the rules of basketball and that soccer would allow him to use his, his skill set better. He's a dog. Dog's I don't dark. know,
2: though. Would the front paws be considered hands?
1: Ooh. Well, he could still use his nose. I dog true. pushes shit around with his nose all the time. He's That's
0: wearing true. shoes on all four of his hands. All yeah, feet, they do. So.
1: Logically, they are hands. Okay, so that is correct. So that would mean that we have uh, Bridget is uh, two points and Aaron has uh, one point. Question number five, Aaron. To tie this up, who is the villain of Air Bud, seventh inning fetch? Who is the villain of Airbuds, seventh inning fetch, Sammy are you, the Squirrel, okay, like, the are rat, you going to give me options, <laughs> Peter the Possum, Juan the Iguana, or Rocky the Raccoon.
0: I think that no matter which one of those it was, the true villain that controls all villainy in the world is Satan. So I'm gonna pick him. Just go right for the core answer.
1: Um, it's not on this list. But it's typically presumed that Satan is the villain of, of all stories. Uh, Satan causes yeah. people to do that. He's just not depicted in Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch, which is st- strictly a secular humanist film. Mm. Um, it's not the Airbud series version of Haxon. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Uh, it is evil in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, technically, Rocky the Raccoon was the villain of Airbud Seventh Inning Fetch. I don't have any more information on how he's the villain except for that he's apparently causing some mischief for them while they're they're um they're going to play baseball.
2: You can't trust raccoons. Look at those little masks.
1: <laughs> Named
0: after a Beatles song, they did a lot of drugs, right back to Satan. There you go. Mm.
2: I think Very I had that true. conversation with a great aunt of mine once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> about, uh, about Air Bud's seventh inning stretch.
2: I know about how the Beatles lead directly <laughs> to Satan. That's a whole nother yeah. story
1: for yeah. another day. Was, yeah. was, your, was your grandmother a, a part of the Manson family? Or
2: great or your aunt. A of the just,
1: a, um, just, a,
0: just a big Monkeys fan.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> People say they monkey around. <laughs> so I actually had a great idea for a game, but I only thought of it about half an hour before I settled into tape, so we're not going to do it. I was kind of Telling my daughter about you know this whole Airbud thing. Because <laughs> who else would believe me in this earth? No one. And I said, you know, the, the fun thing you can do is describe this movie as the gay demon hunter from The Mortal Instruments gets a pet dog, and his mother, the nun from Sister Act, and his friend Gregory Hines' dad from the Gregory Hines show help save the dog. From their enemy, the gay, possibly trans cabaret singer from The Fisher King.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! That is the that is one of the nuns from
2: Sister Act. It is. It's
0: the one I had uh. a, like a weird crush on that I don't want to get into. But that's <laughs> let's it not was. do that.
2: But, well, <laughs> and then like if you really want to jar yourself, you look to see what the kid from Air Bud looks like today, and he played Alec in the Mortal Instruments movie, which means he is essentially a hot young thing. And that's just wrong. I, it, You know, my brain threatened to bifurcate on
0: All right, guys, you want to start really getting
1: into Air Bud? Obviously. Uh, yeah, but I need to declare Aaron. I need to declare Bridget the winner. Bridget, you're oh, yeah. the winner. How does Thank it feel?
2: You. It feels pretty good, especially after the debacle that was the house quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who won that um, one? You won that one. No
0: one? No one won that one, I think, probably. No, I think, Definitely I think, not I think our you listeners. Got, like, a
2: point. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that was the triumph.
1: I don't remember anything about the houseu quiz. It's time for me to confess.
0: <laughs> I was, I was just, I was just listening to it because I was, I you was were, like, like trying to find the end. clip. I was trying to find the clip of Airbud. I'm like, okay, well, what would be a good intro into this? And so right. I listened to the whole houseu who quiz, and I'm like, oh, this was terrible to have to listen to again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why did I? Why did I do this? Uh, <laughs> torture, absolute torture. Okay.
0: Speaking of ab- absolute torture, let's talk about <laughs>
1: Airbud. Airpod.
0: I think you're the five-second
1: recap this week. Yeah. Um, dog learns to play basketball. Does good. Yeah, I don't think that's a very good recap. I'm going to be honest. Uh, he always <laughs> knew how to
0: play basketball. At no point does he learn during this movie. No, he
1: knew how to do some ball sports, and then he had to learn the game of basketball for the final, the third act.
2: Ah. S- he seemed to have it down. but I'm Sorry, I still insist that the best five-second recap is just There ain't no rule in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball.
1: Yeah. yeah. All you need to know. It's super accurate. And everybody (laughs) knows that trope. Like it's, it's been bashed (laughs) into the ground bloody. Like it's, it's, it's been around so long.
2: You could have never watched that movie. Like me, yeah. honestly, when they got to, we're going
0: to get into it. But when they got to that scene and people started to get injured, it's like, I know what's happening. I was and then they read the rulebook scene. I was excited as when you go see like a when you go see like a band you love at concert and you hear the opening notes of like your favorite song, you're like, they're going to play it.
2: They're going to play jump.
0: Yeah, that's
1: how <laughs> excited I was when I when I realized it was all happening. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was. I, I kept wondering, and every time the dog went to a basketball game, I kept, uh, I kept uh, leaning over to my girlfriend and go, "Is it? It's <laughs> is it gonna happen now? Are they gonna say the line now?" She's like, "No, it's later."
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Ninety second recap is. Um, a, a clown who takes, uh, to, to performs at children's birthday parties, uh, the and bombs clown. an alcoholic clown, very creepy, probably has people in his basement. Uh, he bombs terribly at these parties. Don't even know why it's his profession, but thankfully he has this amazing dog, uh, that he probably, well, definitely abuses. It's the whole ending of the movie. Um, and he eventually runs away. Uh, the dog after performing at a birthday party, falls off the back of the truck, then there's this kid who, is, uh, who they're just moving into a new neighborhood uh, with his mom and his sister, and he sees the dog. And eventually, through like kind of a reimagining of the scene from E.T., uh, mm-hmm. uh, basically throws enough tap- tapioca pudding packs on the ground for the dog to uh, come over. He then tries to hide the dog from his mom because his mom doesn't want him to have the dog. Initially, they go through all those fun hijinks uh, for... uh for the mom to finally accept the dog uh, as one of his own. The kid, by the way, loves basketball, but is at this new school, he's not really playing. He loves it because his dad loves basketball, who is no longer around for reasons we're going to get into. Uh, I don't even want to spoil it in this recap because it is the most insane reason that there's only one parent in a 90s movie ever. <laughs> um,
2: but, that is uh, a high bar to clear.
0: So, so – Yeah That is a Because every movie in the 90s The kids only had one parent For various reasons This one was well over the top Yeah Especially Disney movies So uh, So anyway So yes, So eventually the kid's out uh, He has this basketball hoop That he plays it by himself In this kind of abandoned church Because God is dead In in the Air Bud series Uh, And no one's No one's worshiping Um, anyway, so so the dog uh, he realized the dog can shoot the same basket from the same point over and over again. This excites him, and now that he's the uh, he was the towel boy on the team, uh, he tries out for the team, and his dog uh, comes and finds him at the at the game. Shows that he can actually steal the ball and then make a great shot. The town is thrilled. Everyone is so psyched That this is a thing that can happen So he starts performing at their halftime shows Meanwhile the clown Finds out the dog's famous Tries to steal the dog back Uh, He escapes A lot of people get injured On the final game of the championship uh, And they have no choice but to put the dog in Because there's, as we've said now multiple times We'll probably say another 30 to 50 times There's no rule That a dog can't play basketball They win the game uh, the the former creepy clown owner comes back and is like, you, you would think the movie's going to be over, but it's not. He says, I will see you in court. And then there's a 10 minute court scene uh, where they force the dog to choose between uh, the clown and the kid. And uh, after a quick misdirect, uh, the dog chooses the kid. And that's basically it. There's so much plot in this movie. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I didn't even touch on. But I think uh, before I turn it back to you guys of your general thoughts of the movie – None of us had seen it before this. I will say that the the central premise of this movie is where this movie gets a lot of its like cultural cachet, like how dumb it is that a dog went and played basketball. What they don't tell you about this movie is that everything around this the this plot, the main plot is as insane or more insane than the than the core concept of the movie. It has so many bizarre moments. It really is one of those like it's like The Room for Kids. In some ways, about how many weird tangents they go on, or like areas they focus on, or plot points they bring up and then drop immediately. So I loved it. I really did. Just because it was so
1: fucking weird. This movie. Yeah, it's not a good movie. It is a terrible movie, but I loved it. Yeah, it's it's an actual yeah, Bridget. What what were your thoughts on this thing?
2: It's a movie. Um, I think because (laughs) like we were saying, there's this cultural cachet that Air Bud is about a dog playing basketball. And so what I had actually expected out of Airbud was about 20 minutes, maybe, of setup, maybe 20 minutes of the kid and his friends in basketball. And then the entire entirety of the other running time would be the dog playing basketball. And instead, it's actually a movie. It has a real structure. It has a real plot. It actually has a character journey, multiple character journeys. Oh, yeah. Uh, the whole movie is batshit. But there are <laughs> plots. There are characters. We'll get to this, but even though the depiction of elementary school sports is insane, it's also insane in a way that feels, authentic is not the right word, but kind of authentic in some ways, like emotionally authentic, I guess is the best way of putting it. And like I said, we'll get into that later, but we'll just say for now that I am a veteran of elementary and middle and high school sports at this point, and we'll get into that. Um, But it was not as ridiculous as i thought it was going to be in a lot of ways in that it had a plot it had you know the, the nun from sister act was a pretty good actress <laughs> it had a fairly solid cast it was well shot there were a few moments where they just kind of let the movie breathe which again it was a disney movie and i had sort of expected everything to be boom 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 big moment big moment big moment and instead. There's just some calm moments in there. There's some character development. And I know some of it is because I just sort of expected it to be a purely loud and thrashing meme-tastic nightmare that I was pleasantly surprised by it. But I still remain kind of pleasantly surprised by it.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that they – I mean, they went out of their way to connect the dots for how this happened in the most realistic way. It's like – I kind of expected going in that they were just going to be like, oh, yeah, the dog plays basketball. Who gives a shit? Parents yeah. aren't going to watch this movie. We don't need to explain anything. And instead, they were like, OK, this needs to pass the the credibility test. We're really going to connect the dots for all the things that went into place uh, to to make this happen. Uh, also, I will say as someone who literally knew nothing about this going in besides the dog played basketball, uh, I thought he was going to play for the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so the fact, so the fact that it was just some high school somewhere, junior high, uh, made it a little more realistic than I was, uh, expecting because I thought he was going to, you know, touch, touch paws with Muggsy right. Bogues and all the great uh, stars
1: <laughs> of the, he
2: was going to be eating that Scotty Pippen orange peel.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> he's a he's a
1: halftime act until the final final game. Yeah, he just at halftime comes out and shoots a basketball, and it sort of like gets people revved up. It gets more people to go to the games. Yeah, which is is totally realistic. I, was I would to say it's exactly what you that. would do if
2: you had a dog that could shoot hoops. You would you would get him a dumb little uniform. Those are probably little baby, you know shoes that they put on his feet it's exactly what they would do like oh yeah the dog shoots a basket at halftime it's really funny
0: people never got sick of it though it's the same shot over and over and every time that fucking bumfuck town was just like oh my god he did it again
2: <laughs> okay <And> you, <laughs> so think about did, it did you this see way. the shots of the town do you see all the excitement and industry they have like let these people Enjoy what little they got.
1: They're near the, the whatever the third largest pi- uh, napkin factory in the United States or North America. Like that's they, uh, <laughs> that's that's their claim to fame. But yeah, uh, overall, I was really impressed by how like nuts and bolts it was. Like, there's almost too much plot in it. Um, and I was expecting because I've seen some of the, I've actually seen some of the buddies films. I've never seen this film, like Aaron said. Uh, I've seen some of the buddies films, and they are just like. Oh God! Like there's gonna be like there are it's not entirely like puppy pornography, but it it's like
2: it's a lot as, of puppies doing cute stuffs and not much plots.
1: Yeah, it's 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 mostly conflict free. It's very friendly to to parents. Parents and other kids aren't gonna cry when they're watching it. I'll get into it, but I'm pretty sure this movie isn't exactly for kids either, because like. For a dog-loving kid, even as, like, a dog-loving adult, it was, like, there were scenes that were kind of rending for me. Uh, I almost cried watching Air Bud. Uh, just spoiler for later. Okay. <laughs> just because do- dog abuse is, like, such a, like, potent thing to throw into a movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and that is what the climax hinges on
1: instead yeah. of the yeah. big game. Yeah, and there's a lot of dog abuse in this. Like, the, like you don't get to hear Buddy Yelp or anything, but it's, like, pretty.
2: It's not subtle. It's It's very clear.
1: And there's child abuse in it. Like, I'm not entirely sure what yeah. who this movie is for, but, like, I guess kids' movies just, like... I guess they still are in some sense, but kids' movies used to put you through, through the
2: ringer a bit. Well, I'm, um, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this in the context of Airbud, but, yeah, what the hell will go. This is not early for the video market, but I think it's just about at the turning point where owning videos became much more affordable and much more feasible. And I think... The habit became much more and more that the quote unquote kids movies were the movies the kids would watch themselves while mom went you know, and had a vodka or dad washed <laughs> the dishes or for God's sakes kid I cannot entertain you anymore just watch your video for half an hour and be quiet please 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 be quiet. And so I think that there's a lot less depth in those movies because there's less of a need for dad yeah. because they're just going, well, will this keep the kids shut up for 90 minutes? OK, great. it. Yeah,
0: minutes. no, it's a very good point. And one one thing that dads could be doing uh, while their kid is watching a movie that was made for the kids specifically is maybe going on his test flights. Uh, holy <laughs> shit. Can we talk about what happens to the dad in this movie? <laughs> Um, because it was very common for 90s uh, live action movies. uh, One of two things would happen. It would start with um, our protagonist kid moving to a new town where he didn't know anyone. And that was usually the how they made friends or had adventures or going through some sort of uh, divorce or something like that, where they were only with their mom or their dad. Their family had just been torn apart. It was always about kind of starting the kid in an area where something was different in his life. Uh, so that he was then pushed into whatever adventures uh, that was caused by...
2: Learning and growing.
0: Exactly. So in this one, it's both. He does move to a new town um, and his, you know, there's no dad and you're not, you you know, 90s movie, I'm assuming divorce. Uh, eventually they mention that he's dead, which is, you know, extra sad.
2: I actually figured out he was dead pretty quickly because there's a... Like, loving photo of him, I think, in a uniform as they're unpacking. And I was like, yeah, you wouldn't keep that around to your ex-husband. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. But then they find the newspaper clipping about uh, their his dad as a test pilot who died. Right. And it was a memorial for him. And you realize that uh, made this kid uh, not have a dad in this movie is that his dad presumably uh, blew the fuck up testing a jet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is like what you tell yourself If you're an 8 year old and your dad actually ran off With his secretary
2: My dad was a hero damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah You gotta uh, get the points for doing something different
0: They they went big They're like you know this isn't produced by the Weinsteins Uh, Go bigger So they're like no Not just this fucking oh we don't get along We're not Mrs. Doubt firing this Alright you kill that fucking dad And you blow (laughs) him up Into outer space
1: I like to think they came on set and they were like, Alright, I bet they treated you uh pretty well in the set of full house, Buddy the Dog, but uh we <laughs> get we we play things a little differently in the Weinstein company. Is it is 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 this the full house dog? It is yeah, Comet the Dog.
0: Oh my gosh. He this never played like basketball in Full House.
1: I didn't know. He's no the biggest research. celebrity in this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the biggest star. Probably has the most money in the bank. Oh yep. yeah. Went to all of his puppies. Um <laughs> Actually, before we move off the dad, I want to mention one thing, and this is my this is my uh, fan theory. I think that the dad uh, may have possessed Buddy, and the spirit of his dad lives on in Buddy uh, because. He has some pretty—he has some supernatural powers, buddy. Not just the ability to like find him in a school and play basketball, uh, but he's there for him when he needs him. He loves basketball just like his dad. Uh, and like when he knocks over stuff, uh, it's like a poltergeist is running through the house. Like that first scene where the mom catches Buddy, and like paint cans are literally just flying off of shelves. Uh, like a ghost has moved them. I'm just going to say my alternate fan theory is that uh, the 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 dad has died and been reincarnated as uh, Buddy the Dog. Wow.
2: I, that's very deep. I don't think it works in terms of timeline because the dog, as is explicitly noted in the courtroom scene, is three or four, and I don't think dad's been dead that long. Um, but I do think the movie is trying to draw a lot of really strong parallels between the boy's need for connection and unconditional love and the dog replacing that kind of hole in his life and kind of half of it's that and half of it's the support from the coach.
0: Yeah, well, the first coach, because the second coach or the or the second coach, because the, the first coach. coach hates him for no fucking reason, as do as do all the kids.
2: Bad coach oh. just hates
1: everybody. The first yeah. co- the first coach is insane. Like, okay, so yeah. he gets he walks in and he goes, "These are my five star players. Everybody else is going to support him." And then he just like decides who else is good by looking at him. Like, and then and then he doesn't discover that the kid is good until fucking tryouts. And I'm like, you know, when's a good
2: time? And ruin my reason, tryout. The only reason he gets a tryout is that the janitor, who's actually the former pro player, and somehow no one knows this, sneaks the flyer into the kid's locker like basically they cheat to get the kid a tryout but yeah. like but why is the kid not given
1: a fucking tryout in a public school like what do you what do you have to like what do you have to do like he took some, took one look at this like skinny kid you took one look at the skinny little kid and you were like yeah, he'd suck at basketball. He doesn't look anything like any of the other skinny white kids on the team. Like, <laughs> This doesn't look like the type of kid I can take off his
0: clothes and throw basketballs at him while a spotlight shines in his face.
2: <laughs> like the, the, like the, 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 the star player is maybe like three inches taller than the others and a little maybe three pounds heavier. Like that's that's the entire distinction. All the rest of the kids are basically gingerbread boys. Yeah, exactly. That line about
0: uh you're ruining my tryout just because he's there is bizarre. Like they don't even, and then he immediately makes like an alley oop like behind the back yeah. and off to yeah. the side he's like, Yeah, let's put him on the team. It's like you you just didn't like that he was at your tryout? It's a fucking tryout. What like he needs to try out
1: <laughs>
2: even yeah, if he's bad. Can... I will say this is insanely exaggerated and caricatured. But you will never find a depth of dumb ass pettiness in your life than you will find in children's sports. (laughs) Not everybody. And they have a character. They have a character for that. Larry's dad. Larry's dad. I have met Larry's dad. I have seen Larry's dad on the court. Larry, once Larry gets to high school, Larry's dad is going to get thrown out of games, which I have also seen. Let's
0: talk a little bit about Larry's dad. So th- this is one of those insane details of this movie. So there's a kid who plays on one of the opposing teams, but they play all the time. His, his name's Larry. And he's that he's got that parent who is like, you're not oh, doing no, no. good enough. Yelling on at him on their for, team. Not not for the final game, though. Right. Very, no, they just,
2: switch him. They get so mad.
0: They move. They oh, so that can be in a different. OK, so that's be right.
2: A diff- for a different team.
0: That's right. He was on the team. And then they and like, move him.
2: Literally, the only thing about Larry's dad that is not one hundred percent something I have seen is the moving.
0: But here's what's extra strange from a movie perspective: oh, sure. Larry almost has no connection to our main kid. Nothing. Like he, it is just this like parallel story that they devote maybe eight minutes of, and the visual, the, the visual sign they show us that like the kid's dad is better at the end is that he wears a suit to the game. Oh no,
2: that's because he's like the assistant coach or whatever. No, he's still in the stands. Is he? Yeah. He wow, just we is wearing a know. suit.
1: I don't know. He tra- he takes it much more seriously now than even before, and it's kind of insane. Um but yeah, so I have a question kind of doubling back. Uh would you guys show this movie to your kids completely like just like any day? Or She'd would you be like, oh shit, it. the kids oh, Okay.
2: Because <laughs> I like, I don't yeah, have it's kids, so that I was bad. like I
1: was like I, I have kids I don't know the experience of like it might be sad for them, but they'll enjoy it. Like I don't know if that's a thing that parents do, or if they're just like, the
2: kids should be happy. Oh no, I've I've definitely done that. And also one of the things that actually stood out for me when I was thinking about AirBud, and I still can't believe I put this much thought in my life into Airbud, but here we are. <laughs> um was that unlike the the other sports movie I was thinking of, which it is similar era, is The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And the Mighty Ducks is a story about adults. The Mighty Ducks is about Emilio Estevez learning to be a better person and the value of teamwork. And this movie is about the kid. Like so much that I think it suffers a little bit by having basically all those other kids being gingerbread children, except for a mushroom hair kid who is obsessed with like Scotty Pippen and, you know, the pro games and Larry. Like could you name a single other kid on that team? No, no one can. They're just indistinct white cookie cutter boys. That's the thing. They're they're, they're barely even factors in in the yeah. movie. And I I think if if you were to name one thing about Erba, my my biggest weakness would not actually be how batshit it is because I I enjoy that, but that like basically it's the story of of one kid on a basketball team, which is fine, but it's like couldn't you be making friends with these children? It kind of almost (laughs) looks like he is with the Scotty Pippen kid, except we never see them. Like you could have given me a two minute scene of the two kids going home together and hanging out with the dog. And I would have been satisfied, but instead it was like, yeah. Self-absorbed. And also they have the romantic interest that like goes nowhere. That's yeah. Yeah. That I, I still don't understand what that was honestly. Um, but the, the contrast between Mighty Ducks and, and Air Bud is really that it's a child's story. And it's about the child making a positive difference and finding a positive connection after the death of his dad.
1: What's interesting about that is that you mentioned that he like kind of has friends, but they don't develop any of their friendships. They throw yeah. in a romantic interest for no reason. The- and that's blink and you miss it.
2: I yeah. forgot that-
1: about her until you brought her back up. And it is good that it's about this like personal journey. It's about the kid because it's like a kid's movie about a kid. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to me that they don't make the kid like a complete loner for the film. Because usually dog stories like yeah. uh, Between Two Ferns and like – uh, not Between Two Ferns. <laughs> but like, right, the, my my right favorite fern dog throat. story. Yeah. That's <laughs> between Two ferns, yes. Uh, Where a red friend grows, an old yeller, it's usually about lonely kid or, you know, kid who needs to learn a lesson, meets the dog. The dog becomes his only and best friend. Sort of like the dog, Skip, is similar. Um, Only and his best friend. And then the kid learns a lesson through owning the dog. And in this movie, they kind of stick to that. They're like, the dog and his relationship is most important. Also, me watching the movie, I was like, that's the story I want to see. And then when all these other friends come in, you're like, eh, what are you? What are you guys doing? You're, you're stealing time away that he could be talking to a dog. Yeah, this
0: movie is a weird convergence, though, of like two two very active trends in the mid '90s, which was live action sports movies for kids. I mean, there was yep. so many. There was everything from the Big Green to Rookie of the Year, Little Big Lead, Angels in the Outfield, like you name it. There was a sport and a Mighty Ducks sequels, the whole thing, and then there was a ton of... Except for Rugby. Rugby never gets its due. (laughs) Um, And then there was a ton of, like, kids meet animal movies, specifically Dog, but there was other ones as well. There was... uh, They had the remake of Lassie that came out featuring a young Michelle Williams. There was, like, Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog. There was all these... My Dog Skip was late, you know, like, 99, 98. There was a ton of those, like, kid meets a animal that like changes his life in this positive way after going through this thing. So this movie is a very weird convergence of both of those trends. Uh, yeah, because they were remaking White Fang. Like the more I think about oh, yeah. it, they were what's that one uh oh, Bob Spacey. Yeah, who's the bad guy like reporter.
2: Yeah, but then he has reluctant um, Ca- they remade reluctantly likes the, wild. the kid at the end. Yeah, what fuck.
0: You- well they remade Call of the Wild Iron Will.
2: Iron Will. I liked that movie. Yeah, it's a pretty I'm a good movie. a little to see if it holds up.
0: But yeah, they just had so many. A lot of dog movies. Kid sports movies and kid animal movies. Oh, So it's just, this really is the convergence of that, that almost came out too late for both of those trends, because most of these movies we're talking about was, like, 92, 93, 94, 95. This movie comes out in 97, so, like, it takes both of those and tries to mash them together, it's and not that many people care about them anymore.
1: Yeah. It's it's a... Uh, it, 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 if this is, like, a trend uh thing that was extended because of this series, and that way it's sort of like a Walking Dead thing, where yeah. Walking Dead came along when, like, people were kind of sick of zombie shit, and yep. then it, like... It, like, pumped blood into the, the trend nine, for it. another decade. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So, like, Airbud then kicked off, like, a hell of a lot more um, kids' sports movies. And, like, there's even, like, the series, like, MVP was the Prime Primate. Uh, wow. Well, that was a spin-off, like, right? I think. I think it all, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's interesting because there's just so, there's so many at this time. And it's, like, what I think of in my childhood as, like, movies that I had to, like, grow out of. Right. Like oh, I don't watch Homeward Bound anymore. I don't watch this anymore. It's Another fucking I, dog movie. Yeah, I, I don't watch those anymore because <laughs> I'm you know a big kid.
0: Can we can we talk about Michael Jeter in this movie?
1: Because I really want to talk about <laughs> yeah, the late the late
0: great Michael Jeter. Oh. Uh, plays plays the plays the clown uh, who who has used. Airbud to uh, to help save save these children's can parties we, that go very very wrong. Almost can we take a step back, real quick? I w- actually, yes. I want to take a step back too because I want to ask: Is there a movie with a clown at a children's birthday party where the it goes well?
1: <laughs> that is an excellent uh, question. Uh, okay, so this is a post-it movie. This is a post like 80s. Well past it. Yeah, this is like the post 80s like. Kids turning on clowns thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is something where like this this guy is supposed to show up to the party and it is doomed from the start. Like yeah, he is he, he gets right in the stream and he's like, let's get slappy happy or whatever his fucking name is as a clown. And uh, <laughs> and as soon as that happens, you're like, oh no, this is gonna be grim. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he's a, a a destitute alcoholic clown. Let, let's take another step back uh i'd never seen the movie right i told my i told my girlfriend one day she's sitting on the couch i said we're gonna watch airbutt and she's seen the movie a lot she she was describing the movie i said so what's airbutt about he the dog plays basketball she goes oh no there's so much more an alcoholic (laughs) clown (laughs) yeah
2: and i I don't think i've ever laughed harder
1: at anything she's ever said
2: (laughs) that was probably the biggest surprise for me wait there's a clown wait there's a what (laughs) Oh, oh! I guess this is going to be airbud, huh? But really, a clown?
0: <laughs> hey, Harvey, how do you want to start this movie? Let's freak all the fucking kids out right away. <laughs> let's make them shit their pants, and then they gotta sit and watch the basketball. That seems a little <laughs> rough for this type of movie, Harvey. Fuck them! Time to be
1: an adult someday. And let's the kid, let's, And then all you see when you first see the clown is this bouncing clown head on the top of his car, right? Just, Bouncing along the highway, and you're like, it, oh, God, It it's feels death. kind of it. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's like if Pennywise didn't have the tunnel system, but he just had a, a beat-up <laughs> old just junker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, that car... You know, don't you hate
0: it when you're trying to get your dog back and you're a creepy clown and everything on your car falls off at once? It is. It's the worst. You know, sometimes you have one thing fall off. He has his steering wheel fall off. His tires start falling off just all at once. Just a bad day for the maintenance to finally catch up with you. (laughs) so so when he but so when he gets the dog back though so obviously uh like all kids movie the kid or the dog falls off of a moving truck to make everyone feel comfortable with what's going on Uh, but eventually yeah he realized he can make money off this dog so of course he goes back in the mom's offense not defense the mom just really gives up that dog immediately way too Um, fast Way too fast, not even like a debate, just you oh, have papers okay.
2: for a vaguely yellow dog. Really? Like, I know this was the era before microchips, but I and I love dogs. I do. I've never had my own dog, I'm allergic, and I understand in my heart that dogs do all look sort of unique in their own way. But I'm sorry, there's a picture of a golden retriever. This isn't like looking at a picture of Oscar Isaac. That
0: could be any cute golden retriever. And even Oscar Isaac looks like three other actors working today. Yeah. And he's a person like Nick from New Girl. Other thing people I'm forgetting right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a resemblance at least. And especially a grainy, poorly photocopied image of. Oscar Isaac in a clown suit with a hat on, shall we say? Yeah. Because the dog is <laughs> yeah. in full hound gear. Um, you know, it was just like, okay, you owned a golden retriever. Good for you. I'm sorry for your loss, sir. Yeah,
1: especially those things can get fucking expensive. Like those are thousands of dollars in dog. Yeah. Like you, you, like you know, he did the...
2: microchip that dog.
1: Yeah, I he no. couldn't
2: have done it back then. But you know, there's nothing on record. There's no, no. vet.
0: Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have records from 1997 about what they could and couldn't do.
2: But, like,
1: you know that thing at the end of the movie where he's, like, he, like, bring, brings out the newspaper and, like, the dog is, almost goes to him? Right. Why couldn't he have proved that it was his dog by doing some sort of trick with it, like, that the dog couldn't help but respond to? Like...
2: Because then you what? wouldn't have a
1: movie. I, like... <laughs> like Honestly, no, I, I don't mean at the end of the movie. I mean I don't, I don't mean oh, at the, end right. of the movie. I mean like when you that trying it's to his prove, dog rather than just like it's my dog and the mom is like I'm useless in this movie. Go ahead, take and my the like, only thing my child loves.
2: Really, you could excise this entire plot and not only would the movie make a lot more sense because you would lose the dramatic courtroom scene at the end, which does not make sense. <laughs> And it comes out of nowhere. It is you, you could maybe train. have a little more time for him to like, for, for the little kid to have a friend. It would be fine. You don't really need that extra conflict. Like, it's almost like there's two separate movies. The boy trying to get his dog away from cruel abuser clown, which takes up about 10, 15 minutes. And then the whole rest of the movie, which is a cute, fun, heartwarming sports movie about a dog. Yeah. And, you know,
0: what's what's especially weird about that is most of these movies end with, you know, the Michael Jeter's character. They won the championship. He shows up at the basketball game and he you know yells, I'll see you in court. Right. And most and most of these movies would end with like him getting run over by the celebration parade and everyone going like laughing at him. The idea that he would win in court. Instead, yeah. instead he says, I'll see you in court, and they cut to a 15-minute Immediate. courtroom scene. <laughs>
2: yep. And everyone's taking it all very seriously, except for the judge, yeah. the only sane yeah. man in the movie.
0: And the dog. Yeah, and no one's even debating that it was his dog at one point, but no yeah. one really gives a shit, and no one likes... He comes to court <laughs> in full uh, clown regalia to prove that he needs this dog to help him. Which, I mean, in his defense, that's true, because... He is a He's a bust as a clown.
2: Why couldn't he yeah. just train another dog, though? I mean, he could have a trained puppy. Puppies are cuter anyway.
1: Yeah, 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 That would be a hit at birthday parties especially. Yeah. Like, get, I don't know why some, he has to go
2: steal. Get some of those buddies.
1: Yeah, get some buddies. Just ask for, yes, just go to the, the all right, here's what you do. You go to the, the mother's house, okay? You go to the door. Presumably when you announce that you're a clown, she doesn't shoot you dead.
2: It could happen. <laughs>
1: It could happen. Next, you ask for some sperm from her child's dog. You got to have the sample ready to go right then. Then you have to go find another golden retriever because you have to keep the bloodlines clean. <laughs> then you put it inside there. Boom. You got like 10 dogs. Boom. I could see the movie going much better that way. If the third, there was no third act of the clown, it's just an argument over uh, Buddy's sperm.
0: Honestly, the more you talk about sperm in a children's movie, I think the better off you are.
2: And that's what makes it a family movie.
1: It's a f- for the whole
2: family. <laughs> sperm it's makes family families.
1: Movie. It's a family movie because instead of that, there's a uh, angry, mur- almost murderous clown.
2: Yes, who almost dies. Drowns himself in a car
0: It is a very small town How has this fucking clown been in business For like at least 20 He mentions he's been a clown for 20 years What kind of repeat business is he getting in this town Who's like yeah let's bring that psychopath Who the kids hated over again
1: I You know what okay I got an idea Maybe So he says right before they go in Like you better be well behaved this time to buddy What if Buddy is really... The act used to go great. And now Buddy is falling off the wagon, too. He's falling <laughs> to hard times. And he, he gets too nervous. He shows later that he has a, a performance anxiety. That is true. And uh, maybe Buddy just doesn't like performing in front of all these children.
2: Maybe. Maybe one in too many of them pulled on his goddamn tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why the, the performance anxiety scene is another reason why I kind of call this, like, the room for children, because his whole thing is performing in front of people yeah and so and so it's a 2 minute scene to add like drama into those 2 minutes and but makes no sense in the None. context of the rest of the movie it makes absolutely no sense and No one turns on him. It doesn't change anything. It just adds like 45 seconds of, come on, buddy, you can do it. Just tune out all these people that you've never had a problem with before. And then he shoots it and then that's over.
2: The only thing, because I am the kind of person who's cursed to try to make sense of these things. um, My brain just won't let it go. It's just that little scab you keep picking out. (laughs) The the only way I can make it make sense in my head for my own personal satisfaction was that. And I'm going to back up a little bit to the one part of the movie i like the most which is right towards the beginning when he finally gets the dog in with the little pudding cups and they play basketball together for the first time and the movie god bless it stops the movie says we are going to watch these two living creatures enjoy each other's company and the dog is clearly having a wonderful time with this kid This kid is having this absolutely fantastic time with the dog. They are happy. They are together. And you just watch them play for a little while. And I don't think a lot of quote unquote kids' movies these days do that because they have to get to the next big explosion or plot beat. And I really liked that. And so the way I made sense of this dumb 45 seconds worth of tension in my head was that Buddy likes to play basketball and he likes to play games but he likes to play them with people. When he runs in to the basketball game on the court and chaos ensues, he's just happy to be there with all those wonderful people. And so when he's all alone expected to make that basket by himself, it's not right. And so then the kid has to go, it's okay. I'm here with you. And he has that connection again because he has a dog and dogs love being with people and connecting with other individuals or however you want to describe how dogs connect to people and so that's the only way i made it work in my head but it's still stupid like i shouldn't have <laughs> um, to work that hard to make sense of a 45 second plot point in an airbug movie
0: yeah you put more thought into it than the makers of the movie almost certainly i really like i really like that scene where they're um where they're having a moment too but i still thought it was to keep with this movie's strange choice uh yes. themes uh that's the point where he hugs the dog and says I miss my dad. And then it cuts away. It's like, that's really heavy just to throw out there. Uh, like, I get it as an adult because the, you know, the dad taught him how to play basketball. Yeah. Now he played basketball with a dog. But it's still, that's really heavy for a children's movie.
2: Man,
1: oh, yeah. No
2: though, guys. I mean, Bambi. Dumbo. Yeah. Dumbo mom gets locked up and is weeping. There is some dark shit in kids' movies. Maybe, maybe it's darker than any movie called Air Bud has any right to be. I, I could live with that.
0: Yeah, those old Disney movies, though, are, as I've been watching them with my two-year-old, uh, and it is like, I'm constantly looking at her like, are you freaked out? Because this is, this is
1: scarier than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> the Let's take a step back. This is a Disney movie. Everything you just named are Disney movies. That's like sort of became a thing, even in Disney Channel original movies, that I noticed as a kid is that there was almost always the parents were divorced. Yep. Or one of the parents is dead. It's kind of a thing that was in, like, almost every single Disney Channel original movie. Like, so it's good in one sense because – and, like, in the the broader sense, it's good because kids that are children of divorce and have lost a, a parent, like, theoretically, that makes up more than half the population, Right. Right. That those kids have, you know, can identify with the, the protagonist a little bit better In that sense. It's bad because it means every Disney movie has to start with the explanation of a tragedy um, or <laughs> explicitly being shown a tragedy in Bambi's case.
2: Right. Um, it, I was going to say, I think it's a lot older than that, too, though. There aren't a lot of couples in fairy tales. If they are, they may, in fact, be leaving you children out in the woods to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, or there, if there are two parents,
0: one of them is a wicked parent right. of some sort. It's a sociopath yeah. of some sort. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I also think that the single there, – there's two other factors in the single parent thing. One is that it's a primal fe- fear that yeah. you'll lose your support system, that you'll lose, you know, the, the people who matter to you. <laughs> Easy.
0: Which is, why, which is why they use the moving thing too. It's like right. being away from all your friends, everything you're, you you're know. You're disconnected. Is, Although, like, is like one of the biggest fears of a child is because all you yeah. have at that age is your parents and you have your friends. Yeah. And this movie separates our protagonists from both.
2: And the mother literally explicitly says that she chose to move him away. I was like, well, he was pretty upset. So I just decided to uproot him from everything. Good choice, his mom. The other, yeah, it's all tied
1: in together because she's a single mom. She says right. she's moonlighting. Well, she says she's not moonlighting. A lot of people have second jobs and I'm like yeah. that's. That would be kind of grim in any other movie, <laughs> um, but it's uh, she's she's moving. It sounds like she doesn't really have a choice, yeah. though. That house is massive. That I'm not blaming so her. <laughs> I'm saying you
0: get a, that house get a house you, you get a lot of money when your when your husband dies in a test accident.
1: She
2: pays the painters to paint the entire house.
0: It's a lot of money.
2: That's a lot. It is money. a lot of money. Then they have to yeah. do it twice.
0: I will say this though, like I as a parent, one thing I've learned very quickly is that you should never judge anyone's. Any other parents' parenting decisions? No. That every every kid is different. I will say though. I mean, his dad just exploded. Let him keep the dog. <laughs> <I>
2: know, <right? laughs>
0: If my wife exploded and my daughter wanted to have a pet, I'd probably be okay
1: with it.
2: <laughs> dude, 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 I'm sorry. I've got to go back to the other the other reason that there's so many single parents, which is you only have to pay one actor. Yeah, that <laughs> is
1: true. You just need one voice of authority to, like, yep. occasionally tell the kid no. Um, yep. Even Rescuers Down Under only had one one parent, and she uh, never finds out if her child is alive at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that, that, that is so uh,
2: you know, You know,
0: for kids. Here's... <laughs> while while the um you know the other weird choice they make while the mom is deciding uh whether uh, he should be allowed to keep the dog or not is they have this bizarre scene that is played beat for beat like he's a high school kid hiding his girlfriend yes uh where the where the dog is sneaking through the window yep. he's acting like oh i'm just doing some homework mom and the dog is hiding under the covers it is beat for beat hiding your significant other in yes, high school and it's it's the dog it's, it's so the dog. weird the
2: the 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 only thing i liked about that whole subplot was that she gradually not only realizes that the dog is actually important to her her son but she is not entirely stupid because most of the sneaking the dog or girlfriend or whatever plots are, you know, kind of predicated on mom or dad being completely oblivious or at least half oblivious. And she kind of catches on and decides not to be an asshole about it. And then you can kind of tell earlier than he realizes that she's decided to keep the dog and she was just waiting for the big Christmas surprise for him.
0: The one thing, though, I would, I would question your argument on, though, I agree with you for the most part, but I think the movie plays it off when, when that dog is hiding under the blanket that the mom doesn't realize it. Oh,
2: yeah. She's supposed to be dumb then. Or Yeah, she yeah that is like, that is really dumb. That is really dumb. <laughs> really dumb. Especially knowing that the kid just got the dog and is obsessed with the dog and the dog, the
0: dog, the dog, the dog. The dog. Yeah, there's literally like a dog-sized pile of laundry that's yeah. moving. Oh,
2: no, no. I won't move that. Oh, come on. But after that, they seem to. Almost like back up on it and be like, OK, maybe we pushed that button a little bit too far. Let's have mom slowly cotton on. This really does feel like and this is what, why
0: there's so many fun, little, weird, insane tangents. This movie really did feel like it was trying to fill time and yes. instead of writing a movie. This is definitely a movie where they started with a premise and then we're like, and then we'll have four minutes where he's trying to clean the dock Uh, to splish splash. I was taking a bath. a bath.
2: Of course. Because what other song does anyone know? Yeah, yeah, it
0: is really like a piecemeal plot. And so they were filling time that turned into all these weird, insane side paths.
2: I think that's one of the reasons I had the impression that 90% of the, the movie was a dog playing basketball, because that's 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 it. That's the plot, right? But instead, they really hold their fire on the dog playing basketball until that final climactic scene. the The first ending, if you will, at the championship basketball game.
1: Before it turns into the verdict. (laughs) Before that scene, before the big tournament where um, Mr. Bud plays uh, and he does very good. Please, Mr. Bud was my father's name. Call me Air. (laughs) Call me Air. Call me Buddy. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Is Aaron the long version of
2: Air Bud? Yes. Now the truth can be told.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try
0: to, I'm going to try to, my my wife's nickname for me is Air Bear. I'm going to really try to move it to Air Bud. There you go. (laughs) I should say my wife, who did watch this with me, who had never seen it before, and after we were done, said, who chose this?
2: (laughs) It was Fate. Fate chose this for us.
0: Then I had to explain the whole thing to her, and she's like, oh, okay,
1: that's funny. The the most funny things are things you have to say out louder, that's funny. Um did, that you, did the you funniest tell her things that, are the ones uh, that
2: require at least fifteen minutes worth of explanation.
1: Y- y- yep. Yeah. <laughs> did you explain to her that we didn't choose the movie that you movie chose us?
0: I explained to her that you couldn't re- you kept telling the same story on the podcast and couldn't remember that you had told it just weeks <laughs> before.
1: Yeah, so like let's get into this. <laughs> Airbud <laughs> is a basketball playing dog, okay? Do you guys buy that he's good at basketball? I I I get that he's good at... L- I mean, U- now
0: C- having seen the movie, it changes everything. Yes,
1: there you go. I buy it. Does it. Change, it does change things for me a bit, because I, I, there's <laughs> no CGI in this movie. They've say seen the credits. Right after No Animals Were Harmed, they were like, also, there's no special effects used for the basketball scenes, which is, like, pretty impressive if you take into account a couple things. One, these are children actors. Two, they're dogs. That's like yeah, it, was the,
0: a ch- it was a children in that bud suit.
1: Yes. <laughs> No special effects, just pure children wearing a skin dog. Great dog skins, <laughs> um, you know, for kids. For kids, <laughs> what a horrible nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 dog is is pretty convincing. I think in the segments where he's like moving around the kids and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of cutting happening, but like. Yeah. I am surprised this movie didn't drive the director insane. Like any dogs with kids movie, like it's hard enough to work with dogs. It's hard enough to work with kids, especially with like child actor union rules, you only have them for x number of hours a day. Yes. Like holy shit, that's got to be tough. I mean, did did it drive the director insane? What else did the director do? Charles
0: Martin Smith. Let's see uh, what else you've done. Says he it says he Oh my uh, god, he's an actor. I knew who I know who he is. Wait. He's in The Untouchables.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Guys, this is the guy that directed Air Bud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Charles, but he has a he has three first names, which implies that Zero he actually going. went to the. T- in a, yeah, exactly. In, in an alternate universe, he went to the top of a bell tower with a rifle, just saying, "Air Bud, Air Bud, Air Bud."
0: <laughs> um, Did he direct anything else? Uh, Hold on, I'm trying to look. It's not even saying his directing credit. He
2: directed Dolphin Tail and Dolphin Tail Two whoa there he go is... also a movie called snow walker but i don't know that one so
0: he's like i'm only directing movies with uh kids and uh pets
1: <laughs>
2: yeah so. you um, it's his niche do you...
1: does this guy strike you as a real sweetie to you because he strikes me as a real sweetie he's a real sweetie and untouchables and he's making all these dog kids movies. He's got I honestly didn't goals. know if you were doing a bit. I, don't I didn't know either. I was
2: just waiting. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, because he's, he's, I think you have to have some sort of sense of humor to make these dog kid movies. Otherwise, you would just shoot yourself in the face. So let me let me ask you a question, Peter. So you were you were
0: kind of going on about your uh, your theory that soccer would have been a better choice. Having seen the movie, are you fine that basketball was chosen first?
1: I think that the, one of the problems with basketball is it's highly rel- reliant on it's high reliant on someone passing to him at just the perfect time and the perfect angle. Which I guess it helps the teamwork angle. Yeah. But he, you wouldn't have a basketball player in a team that needed someone to pass to him before he could shoot. Like everybody should be able to, in the right situation, dribble down down the court and shoot. It doesn't matter if they make it or not, but like. That's a very hampered player. I'm saying soccer, he could theoretically, if he's pushing the ball with his nose or his paws, whichever way is is legal, according to the rules, nothing in the rule book says that a dog can't play soccer either, apparently, that he could just juke past players and then bump it into the goal with nobody's help.
0: Yeah, it never comes up in this movie.
1: But the other plot
0: hole here with a dog playing basketball, is that a dog is maybe a foot, foot and a half off the ground, right. two feet.
2: Although these are children. <laughs> they,
0: they are children, but they're taller than two feet. They are. Um, one, one of the important things about basketball is, like, if someone is t- shorter than you, it makes it much easier to block their shots by doing something we like to call putting up your hand and <laughs> stuffing them.
2: It's a, it's, a, it's an obscure technique. You've probably never heard of it. it doesn't come up that
0: often in real basketball, but here specifically, right. It'd be easy. it you think it could have because it really would have like the kids would not even need to raise their hand past their neck. Like they could have just put it like at about eye level and <laughs> stuffed this dog
2: every fucking time. That's one of the reasons it is the third act last minute substitution with very little time left in the game. And then the next
0: movie, they're like, "Let's not dig into this any further. Yeah, let's not." He do needs this to play anymore. a new sport, yeah.
2: People will figure out how to block a basketball-playing dog pretty yeah. quickly. Like the, we the got out of this one scot-free. Eleventh-hour pulling in the dog is so a you're not going to think about it very long as a viewer. B. They can say, Oh, this was sprung on these dumb children who have no idea how to respond to a dog on the court, which, to be fair, is pretty plausible because you're also going to be worrying you don't fall over the stupid dog at any given time. And see, part of the way they're setting this up is that the kids are losing hope and they're really sad, and the coach keeps trying to rally them and nothing's rallying them because they were losing. And then the dog comes in, and everybody's just so damn happy that. They've got their spirit back. And so they're playing better. It's not just that the dog is obviously a super wonderful basketball player. It's that they've got their hope back. Everything checks out. If I might
1: add to that also, uh, D, that if they introduced it any earlier, you know the finale would be uh, the bully team, the mean team, uh, pulling out a big mean dog to play basketball against Buddy.
2: Yes. And a, oh, that would have been wanted great. That.
1: Yeah, like I don't know what 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 dog would it be like uh, a Saint Bernard that's too small? It would be. I think Rottweilers Saint, were the hated dog in the nineties. Yeah, they?
2: and Saint Bernards are are pretty. I mean, they're big, and Beethoven. I want to try to have one take me. But yeah, they kind of had that funny, goofy thing going on. Beethoven was like ninety two
0: or ninety three. Yeah, a fucking another nineties, we get a dog movie. Yep,
2: yep, yeah. But that's so what I'm many. saying. You don't want you want a dog that has like a scary face and a scary reputation.
0: Do you guys know about the theory of escalation? I think they just bring in a whole fucking elephant.
2: There you go. Because that <laughs> there, elephant could dunk. There is it's no got rule. the trunk. no, no rule, rule in the rule book that says an elephant can't play basketball.
0: It would be weird if you could look at that rule book and there's like one animal singled out. Like they don't mention any other animals, but they're like, no monkeys.
2: No giraffes. They're too hard on the court. Yeah. Yeah. After the Dunstan
1: checks in incident of uh, 2012. <laughs> No no more monkeys.
0: Um, yeah, we let that one chimp be the goalie and MVP, most valuable primate. He's not playing basketball. Ripped a you kid's let in off. one
2: monkey. One monkey.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it all goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. That monkey ate a kid. <laughs> he did what monkeys do. I heard it was get all kids' fingers off. And you know the rest. <laughs> Um, it was some yeah, or elephants. if they just put monkeys in, giraffes, elephants, whatever, they put everything and then they're like, eh, no, no one's going to bring a dog into a basketball game. So they don't even put it in the rules. And then someone's like, well, actually,
2: you know, I'm not going to entire series. I'm not going to watch any of the other Airbud movies to find out. But wouldn't you think every team in the area would immediately put into place a contingency plan? Maybe, maybe there should be a rule that says dogs can't play basketball and then we'll just move it over to football and move it over to everything else. And just, you know, maybe put the word human in like you would think that would be the first thing you do.
0: Do we know if the if the air bud from air bud golden receiver is supposed to be the same bud with the same family? <laughs>
1: Um, I think it's supposed to be the same bud, just played by a different dog. If I'm, if I'm not well, I
0: mistaken. get that. But like, is it is it like the kid's a little older, and now he starts playing football, and yeah. it turns out the dog's good at that, or is it like he? It's
1: it's not like necessarily that directly related. It's the same kid. It's the same actor in the in the first like th- three or four sequels.
2: Alec uh, in the same Mortal same Instruments kid. movie.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you know, L- I looked L- L- him up inside. as an I- adult. He is a very
0: he's. He's a very good-looking guy now. He really is. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Aaron, I have a question related to uh, the movie The Blood of Heroes. Uh, they start the team with a uh, a dog on their team. Uh, a dog boy, in fact. Uh, do you think that that movie is sort of like a post-apocalyptic version of Eric Bud? Let me tell you this. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to start se- starting
0: more sentences like that. <laughs> I'm going um, to tell this to you right now. This is all you need to know about Blood of Heroes versus Air Bud. <laughs> Look at my letterbox.
1: One star Blood of Heroes, five stars Air Bud.
2: There you go. Played
1: the fuck out of that basketball, man. Oh, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, we. Should so what probably, else uh, What else didn't we talk about? Like what so name a scene that you want really to talk about? I really want to talk about the Harry and the Henderson scene.
2: Oh yeah, that that was my scene. I wanted to talk about too. <laughs> All right, we got we got two we need to talk about then. Go.
1: Okay. Um. So the Harry and the Henderson scene is the uh,
2: get out of here. Don't you understand? I don't want you anymore. Was it the exact same dialogue? Pretty
1: much, except for it came out of John Lithgow and, uh, yeah. and Harry and the Henderson, so it had a little bit more import. Um, regardless, I was well. I was on the verge of tears in uh, this movie. I definitely cried when I saw Harry and the Hendersons, and they told Harry to leave. Um, For his own good. But the weird thing about it in this movie is that it happens. Tells him to go away. Buddy tries to swim after him. There's a very obedient ferry driver who's just like, why (laughs) did we abandon a dog on an island? Um,
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And there's no indication before that that they were anywhere near like a ferry.
1: Yeah. Like, I I thought
2: they were walking. You know, he's got his backpack. For a minute there, I thought he was going to try to run away with Buddy. But no, no, it's just like, here's this fairy out of nowhere. Like, what yeah. did he do? Slip the guy an extra 20 and said, wait until I come back. I, I, that He does slip
1: him money. And it's and, uh, and my girlfriend asked me, like, how much money did he give him? I
2: know, right? Like
1: a movie amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here's why I don't respect the kid. He decided that going to the fucking basketball game was more important than the dog. And if he had decided the dog was more important, he would have ran away. That's what I would have done as a kid. If I had access to the dog that I was, like, told I couldn't have, I totally would have ran away. Yeah. Let's call your mom.
0: Let's see what she would have thought about that.
1: But, yeah, so the dog is swimming in the water. The dog is making this awful, like, th- this noise that I hear I've heard out of my dog before, too. And uh, my eyes started welling up. And uh, the, Bridget's is something you might not know, considering the last episode you on was Haussu, which wasn't exactly a tearjerker. But, uh... I have a movie crying problem where I don't cry enough in movies, and I want to cry more.
2: Have a baby. I, I,
1: yeah, I need to access those feelings more easily. So I, I never I'm have a cried. child just for my own enrichment.
2: I never cried at movies. I never cried at movies. I actually did tear up a little during the basketball scene, playing scene, that first basketball playing scene in Air Bud, and it wasn't because it was good. It's because I just cry at friggin' every.
0: I cried at movies before I ever had a kid. I cry even more now. Yeah. Uh, And this movie did nothing for me on that level. I think I was so... So that scene that you're talking about, I loved it because... So New Girl affectionately calls that uh, trope white fanging. Yes. Like when you're like, get out. And of course, Harry and the Hendersons did it as well. The thing about white fanging or harrying um, is that you are sending them back to the wilderness that they are from. Uh, as opposed to this movie, which uh, they took the dog to an island that he's never been on. Uh, he's a domesticated dog and abandoned him out there, which uh, is a little different than those other movies, which is this is your home. Go back to your home, which is, hey, this is an island. Please die here.
1: <laughs> and it's weird because like, buddy, he's essentially saying, you know, shelters don't exist in this reality. It's either.
2: Well, no, but uh, if he turned him into a shelter, Michael Jeter would probably find him.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But they don't. But what is he going to do? Go to every shelter and look for, uh, ask for a lab? Like, do
2: you have a <laughs> lab that plays basketball?
1: <laughs> it's also like a really how? fucking
0: dumb idea because we never see the dog get off the island, but at the climactic game, he shows up. So
2: well, that's just the cat came back. Yeah. Sitting on the
0: porch the very next day. I mean, dogs can swim, so, but I mean, I don't know if they could swim the length of a ferry.
2: Oh, distance. I just figured the dog took the next ferry. Oh.
0: <laughs> or the ferry driver came back.
2: Was, <laughs> you would assume it's, it, I mean, it yeah. looks like a ferry. So I assume the ferry goes back and forth to wherever the fuck the ferry goes. So, you know, the dog just goes on like, Doo, do, do, this is my family. <laughs> like next ferry or two. <laughs> Pops on, gets back off where the kid goes.
0: The ferry captain was like, look. I had to respect the code of the ferry captain and honor the money that you gave me. But I'm coming back. There's no rule. Once I drop you off, I can't come back and save you.
2: Well, maybe the dog just waited for the next guy. (laughs) You know, because ferry driver Bob is not going to tell ferry driver Jane, oh, yeah, some kid gave me 20 bucks to drop a dog off on this island. You you better leave him there.
1: Yeah, that was dirty money for that first ferry driver. Yeah that guy's a monster. He's 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 worse than the kid because he had the knowledge of what was happening. He's worse like, than Michael Jeter. He's worse than Michael Jeter. You should have been like, hey, listen, I'll take the dog. Like, can we not abandon an animal on this island, please?
2: Or maybe the ferry driver really did come back and go, hey, dog, you want to get off this island? And the dog said,
1: yeah. <laughs> if you want to get off this island, you got to go through me.
2: 20 <laughs> <was> bucks. A- <laughs> 20 $20.
1: Or just like... I, I, give me a stack of newspapers
2: and nobody gets hurt <laughs> so yeah, get, other, my,
1: get my newspaper
2: the other scene that we absolutely need to talk about because we touched on it a little bit but we absolutely need to talk about it is stand in the spotlight while I hit you in the head with the basketballs Jeez, yeah.
0: Jesus Christ
2: that is the most fucked up
1: thing why is there so much like child and dog abuse in this children's movie
0: Here's the thing. That scene would be fucked up if we were watching like Hoosiers right? and it's it's kids in college. And there's uh, so I don't know if we actually set the scene, but basically the coach um, has their star player. He is like in a in a like a tank top, not like his jersey. Well, well,
2: the setup is that he's supposed to stop dropping the ball. Yeah, because most 11 to 13 year old kids have perfect ball control.
0: He has the coach has taken some alone time with this kid to help train him, and how he's training him is he has stripped him out of his jersey into like a, a tank top, a wife beater, so to speak. Right. Um, and yeah, he is it
2: pouring down, down, down. even more creepy.
0: Yeah. Well, why not? It's super creepy. It's so um, creepy. He's, he has all the lights off in the gymnasium, except one that's on the kid like he's investigating him in a fucking Dick Tracy movie. And he is just hurling balls at his face. Uh, basketballs. So let's not make it too creepy. Uh, well. He's hurling basketballs at this kid's face uh, while he is just dripping wet with sweat. So obviously they have been at this quite a long time. And then the principal or whatever walks in and is like, mm, this is actionable. You're yeah.
1: Like the the, yeah, the, the, why does the teacher come in is like, uh, <laughs> the teacher comes in and she's like, I'll chill about it. And she's like, that's quite enough. Isn't that what she yeah. says? It's like, I heard the principal, I guess. I mean, you could be a little bit more intense about this. Like you can be like, it sounds like you saying that's enough. Almost. as like, well, one ball would have been fine, but like five. You've taken your abusing kid thing too far. Too far.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and like it, it seems really apparent. This doesn't seem like it was a new thing that just he thought up yesterday. The kid was just yeah. standing there taking it. The kid it, was just like... standing there taking which it's amazing what kids can normalize. So, you know, fair enough. But what what did you think was happening when Coach was taking special alone time with the star players? Why were you letting Coach take special alone time with his yeah. ish teenager, pre-teenager charges? What is going on here? And like I said, like most of the rest of the little kid basketball stuff actually rang pretty true, especially the fact that when the First time the dog comes out and runs all over the basketball court. The adults are so fucking bored that watching a dog wreak havoc is the funniest thing they've seen in their the yeah. lives.
1: <laughs> okay, so at the beginning of the movie, not to go back too far, but at the beginning of the movie, when the dog is wreaking havoc at the party, all the kids are horrified. Right. And I resent that because children adore chaos. And dogs. And, and Dog dogs. creating
2: chaos, A+.
1: Yeah, especially a clown falls into into the birthday cake. Like, <laughs> the only one crying there is going to be the fat kid. And I was a fat kid, and I still probably would have thought it was funny.
2: Yeah, the um, only one crying is a clown.
1: Yeah, when I was a little kid, I thought, unless it was, like, scary chaos, like, I don't know, somebody having a seizure or something.
2: Yeah, I thought I chaos
1: was, was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you just you just think that this coach would have been fired a long time ago because there's yeah. two ways of coaching are – I'm going to choose who I think sucks based on looks alone. Yeah. And two, I'm going to need a lot of alone time in a dark gym with the good players.
2: Yeah. And, and, and God knows we know this actually happens. Um, yeah. And I don't want to make light of the fact that this actually happens. It, but, but
0: it's again, it's another weird choice for fucking air. But like, yeah, it's too this much. movie has so many weird choices. Like, like all of a
2: sudden it- someone cut and paste a scene from whiplash. Yeah. And put it in. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know why I threw that basketball at you? I don't know why my accent keeps coming out as, as
0: weird redneck. <laughs> idea of have you have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let it we flow. Any we're talking about anyone in a position of power, a New York accent comes out. <laughs> um. So what are our what are our final thoughts here? Bridget, do you wanna do you wanna start out?
2: Well, like I said, I enjoyed it a lot more than, than really I thought I would ever enjoy a movie with the words Airbud attached to it. I have zero interest in to explore any more of the Airbud Cinematic universe. Um but So we're gonna have to find another guest you know, for the next one. I, I think for a movie you stick in front of your kid on a Saturday afternoon when it's raining, you could do a lot worse.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a much more of a real movie than I expected. Yeah. I agree with Bridget's take that like uh, the these movies particularly descended into like just kid fodder, and it's the sort of thing where this like class of shows that I think only children can enjoy, but their parents are just going to fucking hate. This movie is actually a somewhat real movie, and it was enjoyable. It actually tries almost too hard to be a real movie. Like it shoves in a bunch of other tropes that didn't need to be in there. Like. <laughs> Like for well, for instance, why is the abusive coach even in there? They could have just started with the the janitor being the coach or something, and just had him be a coach because yeah. him being a janitor is not part of the plot. No. Um,
0: why did Why does he have to take a bath when he immediately gets caught by the mom and knocks over paint?
1: <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't know. And there's also like some weird um, magical Negro stuff going on with the janitor. Yeah. Like some weird. Yeah. It's, it's like, unfortunate. It's, he's not quite magical because everything he does is like real but he's got like all these empty aphorisms yes like let let the ball do the work and uh, a ball is just rubber and air and you're like oh, okay um like faux inspirational but the movie is is like ch- it's like a real movie with some extra real movie <laughs> chucked in that's how much of a real movie it is um and I really I really enjoyed how much of a real movie it is and how insane chunks of it were um yeah I think there's a chance this is the only good airbun movie um yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think those chances are airbun. pretty high yeah <laughs> it really surprised me that i actually enjoyed this mess and all yeah i th- i i loved it i really did enjoy it
0: it was way more insane than i thought it was gonna be even based on its insane premise it was just everything about it feels like a weird m- miscalculation on some level Um, but still made for a very uh, quick and enjoyable 100 minutes or whatever it is. There's a lot of these types of kids' movies that I haven't went back to. So maybe watching Free Willy or something like that as an adult, I would feel the same way about that movie and it's just how kids' movies work. But for now, I'm going to stick with my assessment that this is like Birdemic or The Room for Kids in that there's so many weird stuff just kind of crammed into the movie's plot i don't think a kid would get that hung up on but as an adult you're like wait what the fuck happened to the dad or or why is the coach doing this to people or all that kind of stuff so it was it was very you know for kind of a joke entry um for this podcast initially i i'm glad we watched it
1: it was it was enjoyable uh, it has been. This is our one-year episode.
2: <laughs> I'm so happy that I got to be on here for your one-year episode and do the Airbud Cinematic University. I can't we
0: tell you, we, we had.
2: We had you in mind
0: as a guest for this the second we decided we were going to do it back in October, <laughs> but we didn't we didn't want to say anything yet cuz we're like, well a lot of things could change yep, in fair. 5 months, but uh we we had kind of like marked this down <laughs> like oh, we're going to we're going to do it for at that time. The idea was for an April Fools episode right. and we're like and we're going to have Bridget on. Awesome.
1: Yep, and I'd like to thank everyone that is guests on the show. We've had nothing but terrific guests, which is a real uh, lucky thing to happen because we were speaking to people that were all effectively strangers. We've we vetted them through their online personality, which is uh, not an effective tool for vetting. (laughs) Anyone who's seen catfish (laughs) or has tried online dating can can uh, attest to that. So our uh, we rolled the dice every time that we had someone new on. The show, and everyone is, has worked out. Everyone has been super supportive and uh, super funny and insightful on the show. We like to thank everyone for coming on because it's been a lot of fun. And Bridget, you yeah. will represent them because you are yeah. uh, theoretically. I'm you're, just going so to bask in the room. it. <laughs> it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, and as but, the avatar for all those people, Bridget. Thank you specifically, I'm good and with thank it. you as
2: a group. And as a representative of the group, I think I'll say thank you for doing this it is really a hell of a lot of fun, um, to do and fun to listen to on the other side. Oh, thank you very much, Bridget. And before we get into
0: what we're doing for the rest of April, Bridget, do you have anything you want to plug or direct people to?
2: I, I think I'll plug what I plugged last time, um, which is my little local radio station that could, uh, royalsandradio.org. Um, it is a, what they call a low power FM station. Um, and, uh, We get by on Spit and Hope and um, some cooperation with other little broadcasting stations, including the infamous Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Call your senator. Uh, But uh, more seriously, there are lots of little stations like mine and slightly bigger stations and weird college radio out there. Um, And so if you are in a little bit of a rut, or even if you aren't, Um, I want to encourage you to find the weird little stations near you or to just pick up your metaphorical um, finger and put it somewhere on the map and uh, find out about somewhere new by their weird little local radio stations. Yes, definitely. And yeah, we'll we'll
0: link to uh, to the one Bridget mentions in the show like we did for Haosu, but uh, agree, especially especially as um, the arts are under attack now more than ever. So the more that we can do to support them, the the better we're going to be from uh, anyone who wants to destroy them uh, from the outside.
1: Yeah, much. So keep on keeping on, Bridget.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh yeah so uh next next week zach Groton, uh who is on three episodes in like four months and then we said we we need some time apart we discover who we are as people uh we're getting back together uh the reunion show mm-hmm. uh, not not really we've just had a lot of other guests uh and but zach has always been very present but he's going to be joining us for uh conquest of the planet
1: of the apes
2: nice
1: Yes, and then after that, it's going to be, uh, so Alan and Dr. Moreau dash uh, Lost Souls. Uh, we're going to be talking about both of those. And just called
0: Lost Soul. Just called Lost Soul. Lost Souls is a different movie with
1: Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but, uh, and then we're going to be also, at the end of the month, we're going to be topping it with uh, a movie that's sort of the weird inverse of, of Air Bud. Uh, and that's uh, White God. And that we're going to have uh, Peter Schubert on. Um, rescheduled one? Peter Schubert Yeah, rescheduled Peter Schubert uh, Dialing in from Germany So we're very excited to have Peter on the show And we're very excited to have Zach on the show as well
0: Less excited to have us on the show um, <laughs> Yeah, The Island Doctor Moreau Just to be clear, we're doing the 1996 crazy one With uh, Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer uh, I'm very excited to revisit that Because at one point uh, I consider that one of my top 100 movies of all time Because I think I got uh, It's Bizarre uh, weirdness confused with actual good weirdness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week the apocalypse continues. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, let's do an old classic awkward ending like some of our early episodes. I think uh, yeah,
1: let's so- let's do that uh, with that. So let's keep on button. Did you want to make a, an awkward ending, Aaron?
0: That wasn't that an awkward ending where I told everyone to keep on budding.
2: Well, it's getting more awkward fast, so I think you should you get points wanna, for
1: that. You, you want to maybe... Oh,
2: oh, is this going to be all the awkward?
0: Slam the dunk down and then have give your owners a, clean up your poop.
1: Give it a funk when you're slamming the funk down with sports. <laughs> give it a funk
0: when you're slamming the
1: funk. <laughs> Play the sports ball. Do it sports or do it a don't.
0: Keep on panting into the night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a dog. All right, that's good. That's good. That's all good. right. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs> splash. I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Rubbed up, just relaxing in the tub. Thinking everything was all right. Well, I slipped out the tub, put my feet on the floor. I wrapped a towel around me and I opened the door and a splash splash. I jumped back in the bath. Well, how was I, I to know there was a party going on? It was a splash and a splash yeah, feeling with a feeling. Thanks for listening to We Love to Watch. If you want to get in touch with us, please reach out to us at either our website, wltwpodcast.com, or our Facebook group, facebook.com backslash we love to watch. And uh, yeah, reach out to us, give us some feedback, give us some support, uh, suggest movies for the show, all that. We are also available on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes. Thanks for listening.